Welcome to Seven Skills for the Future podcast. My name is Emma Sue Prince, and this podcast is based on the internationally selling book by the same name. This book focuses on seven important skills. They are adaptability, critical thinking, empathy, integrity, being proactive, being optimistic, and being resilient. And this podcast is all about how you can bring these skills into your everyday life so that you are living a life full of happiness, full of purpose, great relationships, doing work that you love, and just really getting the most out of life. Welcome back to Seven Skills for the Future podcast. My name is Emma Sue Prince and I'm here with James. Hi everyone and hello Emma Sue. So in today's episode we're going to talk about uh, adaptability in the midst of a crisis. So obviously we're in a crisis at the moment as we re- as we record this episode. So how would you describe our current crisis in terms of adaptability? Yeah, well, it is unprecedented and hard right now, I think, to see how adaptable we can actually be um, because it's a very long-term situation. Um, But I think at the same time, we know that we are adaptable. So, you know, this isn't the world's first pandemic. It won't be the last. But I think for most people, this current situation is actually akin to a major war. And most people have not experienced that. So we're looking at very, very long-term adaptability. And that is very different, I think. So, you know, we were going through a kind of bunch of different stages. So in the early days of lockdown, so some countries are in the early days of lockdown, some are kind of moving towards that, some are kind of in the thick of it right now. But, you know, you have these stories of people kind of hunkering down, they're going to write that novel, they're going to do workouts every day, you know, use the time for building new skills. And actually, it's, that's quite a natural response to something like this. But it's also a shield, because in reality, you're probably on a bit of a roller coaster at the moment um, of up and down emotions, you know, so sometimes, you know, you might feel dread and anxiety. I mean, this is how I've been feeling as well, you know, so (laughs) sometimes you might feel like that. And other times you can find some happiness in it, Mm. you know, you can find some calm in the middle of it. But I think even if you don't consider yourself to be anxious normally, you will experience moments of it. And if you are prone to anxiety in any way, then you'll be feeling it even more strongly. And I believe we have to go through different stages before we can get to a point where we can actually really be adaptable. Right, okay. And how would you describe those stages? So I think the first thing to remember is that although they're stages, they are not linear Okay, Okay. so, you know, it's really about grief, you know, it's about grieving, because we are in a way grieving the new state that our world is in, and we're all in this together, and we're kind of reeling from the shock of it all. Um, You know, the world that we live in has actually changed fundamentally, no matter where we are. And so I believe that we go through these grief stages. And and as I say, Mm. they're not linear. So in terms of stages of grief, there is a structure to it, which can be helpful. I mean, you know, I love structure. So Mm -hmm. I I find structure quite helpful when I'm thinking, you know, kind of navigating my way through different emotions. But if we can remember that, that, you know, we'll be experiencing these stages at all different times, you know, you have denial, 
So denial is where we say, maybe quite early on, you know, we say things like, oh, you know, this virus won't affect us. You know, it's happening somewhere else. It's yeah. happening somewhere far away. Um, or just it's not happening. You know, it's not it's not actually happening around me. Um, then we have an emotion like anger, which is also part of grief, which is things like, you know, um, I have to stay at home. I can't do this. I can't do that. I've had to cancel my holidays. Um, my income's dropped. I've lost my job. You know, a whole range yeah. of things, you know, so they're not, it's not kind of rational or, or a, a degree to it. You can, you can feel anger about cancelling your holiday just as much as you can about losing your income or, or you know, being worried. Um, there's bargaining, you know, so, okay, you know, if I social distance for a few weeks, everything will be better. Uh, I can do that. But no, hey, wait a minute. It's actually going to be longer than that. So, okay, I'll work out a plan. Then it will be okay. You know, so you kind of go through this bargaining uh, that if you do these things, this will happen. Mm. Um, when actually we, we have no idea what's going to happen. Um, there's sadness. I don't know when this is going to end. I'm despairing because maybe I can't see my loved ones. Maybe my freedom's gone. I'm worried. You know, I feel anxious. Um, and the final stage of those up and down cycles of grief is acceptance. So acceptance is this is happening. I have to figure out how to proceed. I have to integrate this experience into my way of living. My life's changing and I'm changing too. So acceptance, as you might imagine is where the power lies because we can find control and acceptance so acceptance is i can keep at a safe distance i can learn how to work virtually i can volunteer to help others i can learn new skills i can start a different business um you know a whole bunch of things the list will go on and on of the things that you can now do choose to do in the midst of uncertainty and fear. And that's when those things become less of a coping mechanism, but more of acceptance. And in doing that and in recognising these stages, we begin to adapt. But what if you feel like really stuck and you genuinely don't feel that like you can adapt at all? Well, I do often actually feel like that myself. <laughs> um, yeah. uh, but, but no, seriously, you know, it, it, it comes back to recognising how you are feeling, you know. So if you feel like that, that is a genuine feeling. And in, in a way, this whole situation demands that we all become a lot more self-aware. So no, really being aware of your feelings, being able to name your emotions and be able to say, actually, this is how I'm feeling. I feel stuck. Um, so I think first we need to be easy on ourselves, you know, work out mm. where we might be on that spectrum. Yeah. What are we experiencing? Um, and to recognise as well that this, this COVID-19 situation is actually the same as any kind of crisis situation. So before you can adapt, you have to focus on some basic stuff first. So things like your security. So whether that's food or protecting a loved one who's vulnerable or a key worker or, you know, just looking after really immediate needs will be the first kind of thing that you can start to do. And after that, it's about, OK, you know, how are we all going to be functioning under a lockdown situation? How are we going to work? What sort of family unit are we in? How do we carve out space? If we're alone, how are we going to create connection? Um, so you kind of have to handle really basic human needs first before you can tap into being adaptable you know um and to recognize that and and to not kind of rush it so so i just i just think 
when we have all these stories of people who are like, oh, you know, I'm going to do all these different things and everything's going to be fine. I don't think that is really being adaptable. That's still a very much a coping mechanism. And Mm. most of the time, I would say that we don't feel like that. We know we just want things to be back the way they were, you know. Um, So, you know, all of us at any point can feel overwhelmed. Um, But the most helpful thing to bear in mind is that feelings, uh, you know, your, your emotions and your feelings are always temporary. You know, they're temporary. Mm. They don't last. So the best thing that you can do is to ride them out, accept them, be more aware of where you are and then do things that help you. So, you know, I think understanding that we are all grieving in a way is also helpful. It's not just helpful for understanding yourself, but it's also helpful for being able to interact healthily with other people around you because they may be in a different part of that stage, you know? Yeah, okay. So, but... I mean, what do you do, what do you suggest we do to help ourselves adapt when, you know, everything around us is uncertain and up in the air? Mm, mm. Well, the easiest thing to understand here is where you place your energy. So when we're distressed and upset, and especially when we feel out of control, which is what this situation will will, will do to us, you know, mm. we, we don't like to feel out of control. So all of our energy will go into the things that we cannot control, even though we know that we can't, you know, we can't change things. So, you know, we'll, we'll put our energy into watching the news all the time and, you know, talking about it all the time. And, you know, when, when you're when you're feeling isolated, you can start to get scared and anxious. So um, a lot of that is about the narrative that we're telling ourselves. So we as humans do not like to be out of control of what's going on. And yet we are, you know, yeah. with the spread of this virus, we have absolutely no control over the variables. Um, and there have been times in the past week, in the past couple of weeks, when I have felt very scared. And I have to, I've had to recognise this is an emotion that I'm feeling and it will go and I can ground myself and it will go and then something else will come. Um, so what we need to do it, when everything is uncertain is put our energy into what we can control. And what we can control is how we're going to navigate through all of this. Um, so although it's healthy to identify the negatives of what's going on, I mean, you need mm. to know what is going on you can get a lot of satisfaction in regaining control of how you're perceiving your situation. So that's the power of of reframing the narrative. And so I encourage people and I encourage myself to view this as an opportunity to really refocus on mental health and the health of of the relationships that are around you and and around me. Um, And by doing these small things it will help us very slowly to start to adapt. It's not something that's going to happen very quickly. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. So if you were going to suggest kind of one practical thing that we can do right now, what, what, would, you, what would your tip be? So I think my number one tip and the thing that's been helping me the most is um, when you feel consumed by worry, you know, you're worrying about the future uh, or you feel anxious, the best thing you can do is start to bring yourself back to the present moment. And this is where mindfulness really, really helps because it keeps our mind out of the future. So quite often, even without this crisis, the future could be a source of worry, you know, anxiety, um, just 
thinking about about the future for some people um, and that's going to be exacerbated now so a really good technique to use is something that the navy seals use when they're under combat and i oh, just okay. feel like this is really relevant for right now and it's box breathing um, and what you do is you think of a box you kind of conjure up an image of a box in, in your mind's eye uh, or you can even draw it with your fingers um, and you you inhale slowly and deeply through the nose to the count of four that's one side of your box then you go across to the next side of your box and you hold that breath for a count of four then you go down the box and exhale exhale slowly to a count of four and then you close the box by holding again for a count of four so just doing that will bring you back into the present, especially, you know, if you are waking in the night um, or you just have moments where you feel anxious, bring yourself back to the present will always, always help. And it helps immediately. So that's what I recommend. There's something for us to try. OK, so I think that brings us to the end of, uh, of this episode, Emma Sue. Yes, it does. And I really hope that our listeners have got some support and help through the episode and that you feel that there are things that you can do that will help you. Thank you so much for listening and see you next time. Thank you for listening to the seven skills for the future podcast there are all sorts of things you can do to boost each of the seven skills if you want more ideas you can buy the book seven skills for the future you can also go online to our website unimenta and join as a member and you'll be able to access more resources ideas and free downloads if you have a question you want to ask on these podcasts get in touch through instagram at seven skills for the future or on twitter and facebook at unimenta and don't forget to subscribe to this podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts or your podcast player of choice.